you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I am your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today we are talking about running backs in the first round and whether they are good first-round choice or bad first-round choice. And, you know, obviously I had my initial opinions right about this, but I wanted to let the data speak for itself, and so that's what I did. I took a bunch of different data points. I, I looked at a bunch of – I looked at really – kind of mainly three different things um, to determine worth. Um, and this is just overall. This isn't like specific, but I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think I pulled some pretty good statistics. I mean, I'd say they're advanced statistics because I made them myself. Um, and it, it, we'll get right into it. But, you know, Running backs in the first round, you know, we'll have to see. But personally, I, I still hold the same opinion that I started out with. But let's get right into it. So we looked at running backs picked from 2010 to 2018 for this first kind of data for these first data points. Um, so starting with C.J. Spiller all the way to Sony Michelle. So C.J. Spiller, Ryan Matthews, Javi Best, Mark Ingram, Doug Martin, Trent Richardson, David Wilson, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny, Shoney Michelle. All these running backs were picked in the first round from 2010 to 2018. They all played uh, seasons. <laughs> they all played in games. Um, so we're going to start with them. So combined from these 15 running backs, they made 17 Pro Bowls across 75 combined seasons. So about 20, 23%, right? So 23%, you know, of, of the seasons were Pro Bowl season. They made five all pros, which was about 7% of total seasons. So combined about 30%. And obviously usually if you're an all pro, you're making a Pro Bowl. So those are one and, you know, one in itself. Um, there, are, you know, there are a couple of guys who really stood out, right? I mean, so Mark Ingram has made three Pro, pro Bowls uh, across his ten-year career. Todd Gurley has made three Pro Bowls across his six-year career. Two of them being all pros, by the way. And Ezekiel Elliott has made three Pro Bowls across his five seasons played. One of them being all all pro. So those guys are carrying a lot of the weight. I mean, they combined for over half of the Pro Bowls themselves and over half of the All-Pros just combined. So, you know, I mean, 
there are some hits here, right? But I would say that even Todd Gurley, Mark, you know, Todd Gurley and and and, and Ezekiel Elliott right now are not considered to be the biggest of of running back hits based on you know how they've played recently, right? But this first kind of this first these first data points kind of tell us that not a lot of Pro Bowls are being had, and I think I think what's important to remember is that you know. There are not that many running backs picked, so all these guys are really the top guys in their their class. Like no no running back class has no first round has had more than three running backs picked in it, right? So these are the top three guys, top two guys, or even the top guy in in the draft class. In ter- well, I mean, thought to be the top guy in the draft class in terms of running back. So these are the best of the best, and you know, I mean, the Pro Bowls are pretty pretty scarce right now this interest this is one that's interesting right so percent of games started over total games played so this this number is just basically how many games did they start that they played in right so there's a pretty wide variation between the low and the high one guy is at zero that'd be Rashad Penny he's never started a game that he's played in um, the highest would be Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley were both at one. So they both started every single game they've ever played in. Todd Gurley's at 98%. Trent Richardson's at 80%. Doug Martin's at 88%. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's at 88%. Leonard Fournette's at 80 Uh, Sonny Michelle's at 73 Uh, Mark Ingram's at 65 Javi Best's at 60 Ryan Matthews at 76 And CJ Spiller's at 42 So there's a wide variation. But there's a lot of guys at the top. And, you know, I looked at this and, and you know, the numbers are pretty strong, I would have to say, uh, mostly across the board, um, you know, given that really there's one running back that starts a game. So the numbers overall, are, I would say, are pretty strong. Um, but, you know, what's a lot, what's more concerning is is kind of the last year played. So I kind of I, – I made sure I took – the last year that these guys played into account, right? So, you know, of these 15 guys, six of them are already out of the league, right? And then, and, and and to be fair, three of those guys are guys that are picked in 2010, right? And the other three were picked in 2011 or 2012, right? Mark Ingram is the only one who is still still going from those years, uh, from the first round. So that tells us that, you know, I mean, what we already knew, running backs don't really have a long shelf life in the NFL. Um, they don't, you know. They just don't. It, it, it's a position where you're getting a lot of hits. So the value across many years is, is relatively low. You know, Mark Ingram play, has played 10 seasons, but even he is really facing that steep decline, and he hasn't retired yet, but his numbers are certainly way, way down over the past few seasons. That is undeniably true. Um, you know, Todd Gurley, if you look at his, you know, statistics, they're not great. You know, I mean, they've been they've been down the past couple of years after a few really stellar seasons, right? So... Running backs have a short shelf life, which definitely hurts their their capabilities, uh, or, or hurts you know the idea of picking them at first round. They're not a, they're not ten year guys, 
Mark Ingram has played 10 seasons, but really he didn't play that much last season. He was cut by the Ravens. So he's played 10 seasons. He's the only guy in this list to play double-digit seasons. Obviously, some of these guys still have many years left. Uh, but, you know, the shelf life is really, really low. And, and that all has to be factored in. So those are the kind of the first things I looked at. Then I looked at the total games that could have been played during their career. So assuming that they were healthy, right, these are the total amount of games that they could have been played in, that they could have played in. So the total number came out to 1,200 on the dot, right? So all these players, so it's basically, right, because these were all 16-game seasons, I believe. Was a lockout season shorter? Maybe it was. I don't think it was. NFL. Okay, never mind. There was it wasn't anything. Uh, I think that might have been the NBA or the NHL. Excuse me. Okay, so across these players, right from 2010 to 2018, the players that we were just talking about, there have been 1,200 total games that, if they were healthy, that they could have played it. Right. So of those 1,200 games combined, 921 of them were played. So that's 76 percent. So. You know, those numbers are not great. Um, it means they're missing a lot of games. I mean, it means you're missing three out of every four games. Or you're missing one of every four games, right? You know, I mean, that's a problem. Uh, there are other positions where you're not missing one out of every four games. You might miss a season, but these guys are missing way more than just a season, right? Like, like these are these are serious numbers right here. So you're missing one out of every four games, right? That's what you have to take in, right? Those are the games that you're just playing in. The started games is 58%. So the games that they could have played in, so of the 1,200 games, 697 of them, uh, first round running back was started. That's not good. I mean, these are our first-round pick. These are vital picks that can be used on offensive line, safety. So if your guy in the first round is starting 58% of the games that he couldn't play in, like of the total games that, that he can could have played in his career, that's a pretty low number. I mean, we're talking about one out of every two games, right? And, of course, there are guys who are way higher. Like Todd Gurley is at 90% for this. So he's – you know, his career has had 96 games. He's played in 88 of them and started 87 of them. Right? And those are really strong numbers. Everyone else on the board is way lower. Everyone else on the board is way, way lower. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is the next highest guy on the board. Actually, I've come around on Ezekiel Elliott after looking at his stats. So he's, you know, of, of the 80 games, he started and played in 71 of them. But, like, you're looking at a guy like, I don't know, let's take Saquon Barkley, for example, right? Like, he's played in 64%. He's, he's at 60. He's Of the 48 games he could have played in, and, you know, he's had a three-year career, so 48 games, three times 16, 
He's only playing in 31 of them. He started in 31 of them, but he's only playing in 31 of them. He's at 65%. Like, he's uh, you know not even two-thirds. One of every three games he's missed. Right? Like, these are important numbers, right? These What do these numbers tell us? These numbers tell us that, A, running back durability across seasons is very low, right? They don't play very many seasons, right? Their careers are relatively short, right? Frank Gore is an anomaly, right? A 10-year career by Mark Ingram for a first-round running back is, is an outlier, right? It's never – it hasn't happened yet, right? Uh, it, it, obviously, some of these guys are in their sixth year of their career, <laughs> And they have, you know, more years to play. But at the same time, they haven't made it 10 years yet. And so these numbers tell us that running back value is extremely low in the first round, right? Because all running backs are the same, you know, at some point, right? Like, like, and using a first round pick on a running back is not a good idea because you have to, you have to, you know, put in your head that, they're really playing three out of every four games, and they're starting, you know, less than one out of every, less than two out of every three games, right? I mean, you're failing in, in this number. I mean, fifty-eight percent is horrendous. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade. Fifty-eight percent is horrendous. So, I don't know why we're we're talking about picking running backs in the first round. They just simply do not play very many games, right? Quarterbacks might miss a whole season, right? But Brady's played for outside of his ACL tear, he's played pretty much every single other game, right? Like Drew Locke, not very good, but he's played a lot of games, right? Like, and he's been benched too, right? Obviously, quarterbacks miss, but wide receivers tend to stay very healthy. I mean, Justin Jefferson didn't play every like like he didn't start at the very beginning of of the season, but he played every single game that he started. Right or, or sorry, you know what I mean though. Yeah, like like he ended up starting the rest of the season, right? So the value on them is higher, right? Just because simply they don't get as they're not they're, they have more longevity, right? They don't get injured as much, and they start a high probably a higher percentage of the games that they play in, right? Running backs in the first round, the value for the first few years might be higher, right? For the first few years. They might be playing really, really good football, right? But after that, it's a steep decline. Like that's what we've seen with Todd Gurley, isn't it? Right? He's played six seasons, right, in his NFL career. He's played six NFL seasons, right? He has made a Pro Bowl in three of those seasons, and he's an all-pro in two of them. So those two are very high numbers for the numbers we've already seen. Right? But Let's look at his last two years, right? So at age 21, his first year as a pro bowler. 2016, he he was uh, played a full season, was not a pro bowler. 2017 and 2018, he was a pro bowler and all pro, right? But let's look at his numbers. So he rushed for 1,300 yards in 2017, and he rushed for 1,200 yards in 2018. He had 17 rushing touchdowns and in 2018 and 13 in 2017. His yards per attempt in 2017 was 4.7. And in 2018, it was 4.9. Right? In 2019, he rushed for 857 yards. 
12 touchdowns, which is still really good, but he was averaging 3.8 yards per attempt. So still strong numbers, but we're talking about a whole point decrease. He went from 89 rushing yards per game in 2018 to 57 in 2019. That's a steep drop-off. Right? That's a, that's a steep drop-off right there. He went from 2,000 yards of scrimmage, total yards of scrimmage in 2017, 1,800 in 2019, or 1,800, sorry, in 2017, and 2,000 total yards from scrimmage, scrimmage. In 2018, he had 1,800 yards from scrimmage. In 2019, he only had 1,000. 800 yards off the table. Gone. Just gone. In 2020, he was traded to Atlanta. By the way, another thing. Tons of these running backs have already hit multiple teams, right? If we look at the guys from 2015, so Melvin Gordon has been on multiple teams. Todd Gurley's been on multiple teams. Leonard Fournette's been on multiple teams. You know, I mean, uh, already guys have been on multiple teams. I, I can't, you know, Mark Ingram's obviously been on multiple teams. I can't speak to the rest of them. Um, I don't think Doug Martin has been, but I, I don't really know the numbers. Anyways, in 2020, for Atlanta, he rushed for 678 yards and was averaging 3.5 yards per attempt. He had a total of 842 yards from scrimmage. And by the way, his rush total was 195. So he went from 279 in 2017, 256 in 2018, 223 in 2019 to 195. So not only is his production lower, but he's also rushing fewer times a game. These are concerning numbers. This is a decline right here, right? We're seeing it right now. And if Todd Gurley has another mediocre season to bad, you know, I expect his numbers to be under 3.5. Realistically, between 3 and 3.3, right? Like, that's where I expect him to be. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, but, but we've seen a steep decline in lots of these guys. Like, like, let's look at Melvin Gordon for a second, right? Because, I mean, frankly, he he was very good. He was good. He's been good, recent, you know, in recent years, right? He's actually had, I would say, more average years than than Todd Gurley. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, right? In twenty sixteen and twenty eighteen, and and you know, overall, right? You know, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty solid, right? He hasn't had any incredible seasons, though. He's only rushed for 1,000 yards one time. Now, granted, he did rush for 986 this past season. But he's fluctuated. In 2018, he was 5.1 yards per attempt. In 2019, he was 3.8. Last year in Denver, he's 4.6. But he also doesn't have as much mileage on him. He rushed for 200 yards for the first time. He had two, over 200 rushing attempts for the first time since 2017 last year in Denver. Right? Like, and he's also not the only back in Denver. Right? So, obviously, right, running backs, you know, we, we, we can just look at the data. It's, it's right in front of our faces, folks. 
like they're not competitive with with other positions, right? But let's look at one final thing, right? And these are the craziest numbers, I think. What about running backs compared to other running backs just taken or undrafted in the class? What do those numbers look like, right? Those are key numbers, folks, right? Compared to the other running backs taken that year, how do these guys stack up, right? So I took the total, like, so top 10 in rush yards each season from 2010 to 2020. Reason why I did that is because if you're rushing for a lot of yards, you're probably having a pretty good season. Your yards per attempt not, might not be great, but I felt that that could be skewed by guys who don't really rush that much. So I took top 10 in rush yards. It's always usually pretty solid. It's just not the best, but it's a pretty good gauge of how good the running backs are. And I tallied the total number of first-round picks who are in the top 10 in rush yards and I also calculate this other statistic. It's called turnover. The turnover is from year to year. How many running backs were able to be another in top 10 in rushing again after another year, right? So how many position, how many people left and, and came in, right? That number is crazy, but we'll start with the top 10. So in 2010, five first round picks were in the top 10 in rush yards. 2011, there were four. 2012, there were four. 2013, there were three. 2014, there was one. 2015, there were six. 2016, there was one. 2017, there was four. 2018, there was five. 2019, there was four. And 2020, there was three. In total, four, right? So the average is 3.6, right? Which isn't... I, it's difficult for me to gauge what that number is. It's not great, I don't think, because look, I mean, there's so many running backs who are first round picks. I mean, these we're talking about guys, right? So Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Rashad Petty, Sonny Michelle, Josh Jacobs, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like recent times, those are the guys that we're talking about, right? There are more than 10. Right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, there are ten. Right? I don't see ten on this list. Right? But let's look at turnover, because I think this is the key, the most important number out of all of them. Right? Year to year, right? In 2011, five five men who were part of the 2010 top ten rush, like top ten rushers, were not there. In 2012, there was eight. 2013, there was six. 2014, there was five. These are some crazy numbers. In 2015, there was nine. In 2016, there was also nine. 2017, there was six. 2018, there was eight. 2019, there was six. 2020, there was five. So 67 total or 6.7. So the average is 6.7. So if we look at the if we look at in 2020, the top 10 rushers, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Jonathan Taylor, I don't know who that is. There are a bunch of other guys, right? Actually, let me let me get let me just pull it up. I actually have it right in front of me. Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Saver Montgomery, James Robinson, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott. And I know Lamar Jackson's in that, but I'm just talking about running backs here. I bet you, based on what we've seen in the past 11 seasons. That 
six to seven of those guys on that list will not be there in 2021. Let me repeat that. Of those 10 running backs, I bet you that six to seven won't be on that list in 2021. That's just what the data is telling me. Over 11 seasons, right? Lots of individual data points, right? That's what the data tells us, right? So year to year, running backs are not consistent, really, all that much, right? Like, I got to give credit to Ezekiel. He was five years in a row he's been in the top 10 for rushing. Five years in a row for running backs. That's, like, the best. Like, most of these guys, Marshawn Lynch was at four. But Adrian Peterson, you know, these guys had their, that many, the, the huge longevity. Maybe a ballast came in the way. Like, give your credit to Ezekiel Elliott. He's been top 10 in rushing for five years straight for running backs, right? Those are good numbers right there. Like, like seriously. And you know if I'm praising Ezekiel Elliott, I'm telling the truth. Because I don't like to praise Ezekiel. I don't think it's, I think it's contrary to Sarah. I didn't think he was that good. The numbers telling me. He's actually above average for running backs. He's actually a solid running back pick based on what we've seen. So the turnover is huge. The number of first-round picks who are top 10 in rushing is low. And and can they go year to year? No. Running backs overall, like like not even first round, just overall, we know have short careers, right? Short careers – it's difficult for them to put great seasons back-to-back, right? Again, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook have been top 10 in rushing two years in a row. Now, granted, they did just enter the league, right? Elliot's, three, Elliot's at five, Josh Jacobs at two, right? Now, granted, these guys did just enter the league. But the numbers tell us that first-round picks are not a whole lot better than the other guys, like picking later. I don't know why teams – I don't know why the Steelers and the Jags drafted running backs. The numbers tell us that there's a chance they're not good, right? Right? So there's a chance – like the numbers tell us that even if they are good, you know, one of every five seasons, right? So for all running backs, they'll make a Pro Bowl, right? Unless that's just – Let's say one of every five, they'll make a Pro Bowl, right? They'll play in three out of every four games. So they're going to miss one of every four games. They're only going to start in a little over half. So one out of every two games, they're going to start, right? And and, and across all running backs, right? In the top 10, there'll be three to four that were in the first round year to year. And that number is going down. 2015, I think, was an anomaly. Like, it was our high. And, and I think the number is going to stick between three and four, right? And, and 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 even if they are top 10 in one year, there's a chance they probably won't be in the next season, right? Like, given how many games they start, given how high the injuries are, and given just a simple turnover that there's six to seven every year that change. It's not a good value, folks. It's bad. It's bad value. People need to stop picking running backs in the first round because it offers nothing to the team beyond a few years. They get traded a lot, 
right? They get injured a lot. They don't start a lot of games. It's difficult for them to put, you know, great seasons back. I mean, Mark, Mike Evans has put seven 1,000 yards, uh, 1,000 receiving yard seasons back to back, like seven in a row. None of these guys have put seven 1,000 yard rushing seasons together. Like, and he's not even considered to be one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's top 10, sure, but not considered to be one of the best. Like, the consistency for receivers is much higher. The consistency for a good quarterback, like, if you hit on a quarterback, it's they're going to be consistent, right? Like, offensive linemen, if they're good, they're going to be good. Quarterbacks, if they're good, they're going to be good. Like, like, like it's, not, it's not a lot of variation. Like, Miles Garrett is good. He's just good, right? So, like, we need to stop picking running backs in the first round. The value is so low. Like, they're no better than – running backs picked anywhere really elsewhere in the draft. Like, you might hit on one, but you could also hit on one later in the draft. Like, James Robinson is undrafted, and he was a hit. Like, so, like, Arian Foster, like, go way back, he was undrafted too. And he was a really consistent guy. He was 2010, 2011, and 2012. He was in the top 10 for rushing. And he led the league in 2012 in rushing, by the way. Like, we have to look at this. Like, you guys remember DeMarco Murray? Probably not. Because he had two good seasons, then he fell off the face of the earth. The value is low because it's difficult for them to put good seasons back to back to back. They don't start a lot of games. They don't play every game. They play three out of every four. Or known as they miss one of every four games. They're missing four games a season. It's not great. Like, and, and the year-to-year is extremely high, right? They're no better than any other running backs picked anywhere else in the draft. So the point is stop drafting them in the first round. It's not worth it. There's no added value. There's no extra benefits to drafting a running back in the first round. It's a waste of a pick. Like, there are plenty of guys who are much better who you could get. Who'll be there for more years, who have a... Probably who probably start more games that they could can and play in more games that they can, so they'll be injured less. Right? So stop drafting running backs in the first round. The data that I pulled, and there's always more data, right? But I'm sure that everything's gonna say the same thing. Stop drafting running backs in the first round. The value is terrible. Terrible. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, you know, you'll see me in the next one. taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala